The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, Cowboys Nation? Uh, I am Brandon Laurie uh, of the Writer's Block Podcast. I have Jess Navarez here. I have Tony Canalina here from the Fist and 10 Podcast, and we are just... I I Christmas earlier as we were getting uh, situated, you know, for me personally, uh, it's great to know that, yes, it is true. It is a rumor anymore that Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, will be returning uh, this season. It was announced on Twitter just a little while ago, and it's it's special. I think all of us were worried when he was navigating uh, different coaching candidates, possibly for head coaching in Carolina, uh, in Indianapolis, in uh, Arizona, just flirting around with, with Denver. This is the best case scenario. Uh, Jess, since we have to go ladies first, I'll throw it over to you. What is your just initial reaction from this? And mind you, everybody, uh, we are not in our usual spots, at least. I, uh, we can talk about the bunk beds another time behind me, but right now it's all about Dan Quinn. Jess, I'll throw it to you. Hey, yeah, guys, you know what? Thanks so much for hopping on today. I was so excited. Brandon actually broke the news to me uh, as I was driving. And at first I kind of thought he was kidding. So shout out to Brandon for being incredible and texting me and letting me know. Because the one time I get out to go do something today and news breaks. So I don't know, guys, but I'm so excited. I Look, I was so 50-50 on this because personally, I didn't see Jerry allowing Dan to walk away so easily. And then with that too, you just see the connection that Dan Quinn has with these players and with this defense that he has grown. This is the Dan Quinn kingdom on the defense. You're talking from guys that he's brought over from his past coaching stints or even the draft picks that he has a hand in. Um, This is something that has taken time for Dan Quinn to build. So as much as the reality was starting to set in of all of these other interviews that were coming up. I had faith. I still had faith, maybe a little more uh, than, you know, I I was thinking with my hopeful side of the brain more than my realistic side of the brain, but it is perfect. It is a great start to this off season because otherwise the conversations would have veered very differently, but I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really happy, obviously, um, especially after the, I guess, dose of coaching changes that came yesterday, I wasn't sure what to expect. So very good feeling going forward. Tony, how are you feeling today? 
You know, I'm excited. This is uh, this is something that, I, like you mentioned, I don't know if any of us really expected this to happen here. And um, for Dan Quinn to come back, I think it, it it speaks a lot to this roster, right, and to what they're building here. This is something he didn't want to take lightly when it meant leaving it, right? So he built this. He knew that he was going into year three with some unfinished business, and I, I'm super excited to see what happens. Now this means a whole nother draft cycle, a whole nother year in the scheme. Uh, this defense really in the playoffs really showed us something that we knew that was there. You know, there were some lulls in the season, I think, um, you know, due to injuries or whatever, attrition. Uh, but this defense is the real deal, and, and it starts with the man up top, Dan Quinn, and he's staying with us. You know, Tony, you brought up a fantastic pal. The continuity is is something that I think everybody has talked about uh, numerous times, but also, too, when it comes to what we saw in San Francisco uh, like our lasting impression is the defense was outstanding. They were playing phenomenal football. They were doing such a great job that they held the 49ers, which is an explosive offense, to just one touchdown and a bunch of field goals. And unfortunately, the offense couldn't get it done. But that is what speaks to Dan Quinn. And I, I was going to talk about this as well, too. He was on a uh, Peter Schrager's podcast uh, earlier this week, and he was talking about how he was he was liking this culture to the Cowboys and building this for the previous two seasons and and how he's so happy with the leadership that he's brought to the locker room, how the players have bought in. And at first I said, man, this is sounding like almost like he he came in, left his mark and he's leaving. You know, it just almost felt like he just uh, there's been numerous rom-coms, movies, all this stuff about somebody comes in from town, leaves their mark and exits, you know, a, as the scene is, is closing and the credits are rolling. And that's what I felt like that this was going to turn into is that Dan Quinn would only be here for a few years. He gets a head coaching opportunity. And if it was with the Cardinals, the Cowboys would have to turn right up, right back around and face him upcoming this season. So I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is that continuity stays. Uh, he talked about how his heart is in Dallas, how he wants to win a Super Bowl. And Dallas and Jess, to me, that speaks a lot of volumes to not only his character, but just where he is at in just believing in the players that he has in the building. How much do you think, Jess, is this in the benefit to the Cowboys and their development of their players moving forward? Oh, it is the utmost benefit. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, it's a million. It's just the thing with Dan Quinn, and, and I've said this time and time again, every time I've asked about him, I've met him a handful of times this season and he's the kind of guy that you meet one time and you just respect i mean the way he talks to people the way he carries himself is just so special and it's just such a very difficult quality to duplicate with any kind of person much less a coach and a coach that these guys look up to and even when you go and you talk to the players about dan quinn they all replicate the same kind of message that being that he cares about them as people and he cares about their strengths and what they're going through in life and there's just so many layers to this that benefits them it not only benefits them as players in the defensive scheme and all of that that we already know but the flip side of that it really benefits them in the sense that they have a coach that actually cares about them cares about their well-being and is going to make sure that his soldiers are taken care of at any point they are lined up they're ready to go they're good on and off the field and i just respect dan quinn so so much for how he carries himself and how much the players look up to him really 
And it, you it kind of piggyback off of that, Jess. That you're absolutely right. It, you say the respect thing, and you say the admiration the players have for him. Um, you, you hear Michael Parsons, J. Ron Kirst, those guys say like how, how much value he brings to that locker room. And just, you know, they bring the best out of him. When you see a guy out there with the with the boxing gloves on or doing push-ups on the field, it's hot out, and he's got the Jordans on. Like, he's just a player's coach. But more than that, he's a guy that you really want to go to battle for. And, um, you know, he's a leader amongst men. And, and I think this is really really important to remember that he set himself up in this position, right? Dan Quinn has been a hot commodity with other teams for the last two years. And he, he gets a chance to pick and choose where he wants to be. And for two years in a row, uh, he done, he's done the impossible and chose the Cowboys again. Right. So that is just such a good thing to sit here and think, um, you know, we're going to build something here. This defense is, I mean, remember where we were, you know, when Mike Nolan was here and the, the, the 180 we've done since. And so it's just, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan and, and obviously if you're listening today, that you you're definitely one of us. Um, this is a really good day to be a Cowboys fan. Uh, to Basco Mike, uh, you know that was uh, an era of Cowboys football. But Jess, I'll, I'll throw it to you because you're in the building, right? You've been in the building throughout the season. You've gotten to know these players, like you talked about, and how they talk about Dan Quinn. And it was your sort of uh, final episode of the season for Girls Talk, Boys Talk, at least on a on an everyday schedule. What what were you getting from these players? Like, did it seem like that they really wanted Dan Quinn back possible or it, like were they positive that he was coming back? Like, what were the players feelings um, in the locker room and what you were getting from them? See, what's really hard about all of that is that I don't think any of us anticipated for the season to end so quickly. So my last day in the locker room wasn't necessarily, you know, talking about off season issues. It was all about uh, focusing on 49ers and, and that game. So I didn't get a chance to even ask them, but it kind of just goes without saying at that point to what these guys wanted. And they've echoed it uh, time and time again. I mean, gosh, you even go back to training camp. There was an interview with Leighton Vanderas that I talk about all the time to where he says, I met Dan Quinn and within 10 minutes, I knew he was my guy. And then you've heard Micah Parsons say, you know, where Dan Quinn goes, I go. And so my biggest fear uh, going into this offseason was if Dan Quinn did decide to take a head coaching job, that free agency list for the Dallas Cowboys is a long one. And I was nervous to see how many of those guys would jump ship to follow somebody like Dan Quinn, because he has that kind of effect. And we've seen it in Dallas, Anthony Barr and everybody that he's brought in to make this defense what it is because they trust him. They trust his scheme and they know how he operates. It's very easy to say that the same kind of thing could have happened uh, in this off season. But I mean, it just, it goes without saying these guys really you know, the business side of things, they they would have had to accept kind of what the fate was if Dan Quinn would have left, but it just wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been the same feel. And, you know, the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side, right? So then you would have had the adjustment year and the adjustment period. And I'm just so freaking happy that we don't have to deal with all that, at least this season. <laughs> Jess, you brought up a great point that I I want to throw to Tony, the free agent list for the Cowboys, and even Mike McCarthy talked about that the evaluation process is still going on within the walls, not only in the coaching side, but also talking about the players. He even said, you know, we do have a lot of uh, players that are on that list we need to address. How huge is this to bring guys back like a Leighton Van Der Esch, like a Donovan Wilson, a Justin Hankins, guys that like Dan Quinn has helped uh, foster and, and nurture their careers to this point and got the best out of them. I think 
that to me is what likens this to a sort of Tampa Bay situation from when they won the Super Bowl to 2021, how they said that we were able to bring a lot of these guys back because they loved coaching staff. They loved the vibe around the organization. How big does Dan Quinn being back now help them sort of recruit these guys back within the walls of the Dallas Cowboys? You know, uh, when you talk about Dan Quinn, there's a common theme, right? It's respect. It's accountability. It's it's being accountable, being able to know that this guy is going to have your back on the field, off the field, being able to have a guy in the locker room. And it's not college. This is the NFL. Recruiting isn't the same, right? But when you get out on these free agent streets and you have to go ahead and talk to these guys, when you have a guy like Dan Quinn in your locker room that's going to lead a unit, that, that, that really you know, rings bells. It really holds true with some of these veterans. Like you said, Anthony Barr, you know, having some of these guys come in and, and, you know, there's going to be tough conversations and there's going to be veterans that, you know, may have chances to go get money or go to a new fresh start. Having that conversation with Dan Quinn and having him in that back pocket to be able to make those conversations happen and go smoothly is is only going to help the Cowboys, right? I mean, you look at what he's done for these young guys, the way he's used Israel Mukulamo at the end of the season in, in a unique way that a lot of people are screaming for. Um, but it goes across the board, whether it's developing, you know, the 53rd man or your know, star like Micah Parsons. Everybody top to bottom respects this guy. And just, you know, you're not going to hear anybody say anything bad about the Cowboys making this move and and having him stay here and uh, hopefully he gets compensated uh, nicely for it. You just, you brought up something earlier on how yesterday it was really a changing of the guard with a lot of the Cowboys coaching staff, letting certain guys go, not renewing contracts. And a lot of them are a bit surprising, especially too on the defensive side. You know, you have somebody like a Leon Lett, a George Edwards, guys who came in to the building before Dan Quinn got here. Now are you going to see something where maybe Dan Quinn's going to have an input uh, and, and on these guys that he wants in the building to create an even better defense? Like how important is that for not only Dan Quinn to get his guys in, but to create a new environment that he can build on moving forward? You know, I think it just, it kind of, it's a domino effect. And this goes back to how Mike McCarthy delegates everything as the head coach and he doesn't overstep and he allows these coordinators to do their jobs. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's in the realm of possibilities that if we see, um, you know, Dan Quinn have a hand in this because he's allowed to. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, Dan Quinn is building his kingdom here and this is the second year in a row that he has chosen to stay over a head coaching opportunity. Y'all, that is a very big deal. So uh, uh, to me, that's the least they could let him do, right? Is let him pick and choose who he wants there because he, at this point, has already earned the respect and the trust to be able to do that and bring valuable guys in that are going to help these players elevate uh, this already elevated defense. And something that I really respect Dan Quinn for is you saw the change from 2020 to 2021. Uh, you saw that Dan Quinn effect early on. And then you thought at the end of 2021, okay, well, you know, they were great, but can they replicate that? Not only did this defense replicate that, but they built off of where they left off. So I'm just really excited to see if Dan Quinn has a hand in these coaching decisions and bringing in the new guys. Oh my goodness, guys, that is scary. That is scary for opposing offenses, not for Cowboys fans. Y'all should be very excited about that, but I don't want to be an opposing offense that has to face a Dan Quinn defense. Oh, heck no. 
<laughs> and you know, it's funny to kind of piggyback off of that. Uh, we know Jerry Jones is built off of respect and the people that he likes, he, he, he takes care of and he protects, um, Dan Quinn is right there in that, in that realm with him. Like Dan Quinn is able to go out and make the selections and in, in the draft. And, and if he's going to have any say in, in the, in the people that come in, you know, Dan Quinn is going to insert his two cents and it's going to be well-respected and well-received. So, uh, Dan Quinn has earned that opportunity with, you know, who he is as a person, what he's done in his role and just things like of that he's Dan Quinn is able to go out here and kind of be the man that the Cowboys needed right and I and there's a reason why the fan base talking heads everybody has said well is the next head coach Dan Quinn you know is, is Dan Quinn the next uh, groomed head coach and you know at, at, at this point in time I don't know if they're even thinking about that I think they're just happy to have him in the building and just have another piece of accountable uh quality person in in a leadership role and I think that's Dan Quinn all the way Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I think you bring up a point uh, with the relationship with Jerry Jones. I look at the relationship with Mike McCarthy. You know, this is something McCarthy in the offseason last year was being talked about uh, entering training camp. How, oh, you know, Jerry Jones mentioned that, um, you know, we have a head coach in the building and all this talk about maybe Dan Quinn replacing, uh, you know, Mike, Mike McCarthy. But that's not the case here. I think the fact that Mike McCarthy is signing off on this is huge. And I'm looking at a tweet now from uh, Josina Anderson, who was on top of everything with the Odell Beckham situation. She said that after his head coach tour, uh, I'm told that some of the reasons why Dan Quinn chose to stay in Dallas includes the uh, reaffirmation uh, of what a great gig he already has with the Cowboys and that he, in quotes, loves the organization and loves his guys. Uh, Tony, I'll ask you, is the taste of San Francisco completely gone now? You know, are we ready to move past that point? Because this is such a big win, not only for the Cowboys right now, but just for the 2023 season as a whole. I feel a lot better about it, right? I mean, having Dan Quinn in the fold after losing a game like that, you know, twice in a row to that same organization in the playoffs. I mean, that that hurts. That leaves scars. And as Cowboys fans, we know all about scars. Um, but being able to have a situation where we're not even a week removed from the season ending, um, you know, we're a realistic possibility of losing Kellen Moore, losing Dan Quinn, however you feel about the Kellen Moore situation. Right now, the fact that they were able to keep Dan Quinn to me is gravy. Everything else on top of this is gravy on top of it. Cause um, I really didn't love the idea of 
building a program, having these guys come in, bought into a system, and then having to restart over with a different guy, a different head man. And it's just, you know, when you go 12 and 5 and back to back seasons, and I think and I think you would agree the Cowboys are knocking down the door. Whatever that door may be on the other side of it, I think the Cowboys are on the cusp of being that. We haven't seen this before. I mean, 12 and 5 back to back seasons, making the playoffs. That's they haven't done that since 06, 07. So this is unfamiliar territory and as Cowboys fans lately and just to be able to say and no one is a huge part of that and he's staying I mean you just gotta feel really good about that yeah you definitely do and something else to throw in there is keep in mind the Cowboys will play San Francisco at Levi Stadium once again in the 2023-2024 season so if that doesn't bring you a uh, revenge game vibes already and y'all need something to stew on during this very long off season, there you go. There you have it. But um, yeah, you know, I think this is something that I, the bad taste kind of came from a place of excelling forward and that bad taste times two in the Cowboys organization's mouth right now, because of not only last year's playoff loss, but this one now it, it sparked change immediate change, which is something that we didn't see last season right away, right? We really didn't see any of that. So this now is kind of a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, or fool me, what is it? Fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me situation. And you saw the immediacy. I mean, we're not even a week out and we're seeing changes to this coaching staff, which typically says someone is not very happy with how the season ended. And, uh, you know, they definitely don't want to see it ever go like that again. So um, I think it was surprising that we saw the coaching changes we did. Yes, but I also think it's opening the door to have the more permanent guys like Dan Quinn, now that we know, create his his circle of who he believes is going to be the best uh, candidate for those positions going forward. Kellen Moore, as we know, still up in the air. We don't know exactly yet. Mike McCarthy's answers in his press conference uh, that he didn't want to play that game today was a, a little weird. Um, but also he can't really say much right now, right? Like you can't expect him to go out there in a press conference like that and break that kind of news. That's, that's not how that typically works. So um, we'll see, but I I'm, I'm just waiting to see what the complete puzzle will look like for this Cowboys season uh, or this Cowboys team going into uh, next season, not only with the offensive side of the ball, but again, that long, long free agency list. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you guys both this question. And Tony, I'll start with you. Mike McCarthy mentioned in his press conference that he really believes that this rookie class that just came through was the best out of the three years Uh that he's been here. And I think we can see that the rookies had a huge impact on the season. Guys like Sam Williams, uh, Deron Bland. We've talked about their development and Dan Quinn being here. I don't think that it's a coincidence that you have the bowl games coming up for the collegiate season. Like you have the East West Shrine game happening next week in Las Vegas. Then you have the senior bowl. Like this is something that I think had to get done pretty quickly and finally, because now you have to start figuring out the draft board and the situation of turning the page to 2023 how important is it now to have this continuity of having dan quinn again keep drafting his guys to keep this sort of you know flow of of what you're looking for in 21 he had a huge stamp on that draft and i think that if he left you might have somebody else come in and say okay well we need to just scrap everything 
maybe change things up. How big is it not only uh, from a development of the guys that came before, but also too for looking ahead towards the draft and Dan Quinn being here? It's massive. I think a lot a lot of data would suggest that year three is a year that you could see a significant jump when you're in a program, right? Dan Quinn been drafting his guys two years now he's developing going through the scouting process of finding this third draft class and like you like you mentioned with uh, Mike McCarthy they love what they did last year Tyler Smith you know they got some guys that are even in the back burner they haven't really got to see well like Jalen Tolbert I'm not I'm not down on Jalen Tolbert I think he's gonna end up doing something but um, Sam Williams like you said Deron Bland these guys are Dan Quinn guys, right? Some of some of these guys have really played really well, and um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But um, being able to make that change or make these solidified moves and kind of move forward with that is vital because, like you said, the East West Ryan game, the Senior Bowl, those things are coming up. You need to get your 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 departments down there. You need to get your scouts down there, and we need to kind of build the board. Um, it's, it's enough licking the wounds of of the, of the loss. Now it's putting together your staff and kind of refocusing for 2023, 2024. Um, so that's kind of where we're at now, and and just kind of you'll see the wheels cut to spin a little quicker now, right? I think things are going to start to happen. We saw some guys you know, leave that we were kind of puzzled to see leave. Now it's, you know, Dan Quinn's in the fold. I think things will start to stabilize. And, and this is kind of where the feel good starts again, right? Where you can put the last year in the, in the rear view, you move forward, you get Dan Quinn in the fold. Mike McCarthy is 12 wins back to back seasons. Whatever happens on the offensive side of the ball, you feel good about the nucleus they have at the top. Getting very scientific there with the nucleus. I mean, I haven't heard that word since probably high school, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to read you guys the list of free agents that will be uh, up to the Dallas Cowboys front office to figure out this offseason. All right. And I'm only reading you guys this because I want you to pick three people uh, from a scale of most important, your, your top three. Number one being your most important, obviously three still important, but number one is your most important guy. All right. And I'm going to read them to you. So you have a good idea, but keep that in mind. I need you to pick three. You have Dalton Schultz, Anthony Brown, Dante Fowler, Leighton Vander Esch, Anthony Barr, Jason Peters, Trayvon Mullen, CJ Goodwin, Jonathan Hankins, Jake McQuaid, uh, Noah Brown, Carlos Watkins, Matt Overton, Luke Gifford, Cooper Rush, Brett Maher, Connor McGovern, T.Y. Hilton, Tony Pollard, Terrence Still, Rico Dowdle, and Donovan Wilson. A list, uh, a very long list as we know. So, um, viewers, if you all are listening and you want to comment, comment your top three and we can see uh, if we agree or disagree with that as well. But, Brandon, let's start with you. Who are your top three guys that you're going with off of that free agency list? I'll do a defensive side of the ball first, and I'll just do like three guys on the defense. I I do think it starts with Donovan Wilson. Yes, he's been a fan favorite of ours on our podcast. We've talked about it numerous times. I know Tony has love for Dono, uh, but... But I think it starts with him because I do think it's important to keep that group, right? This three-headed monster that we've become accustomed to this season was outstanding and, and led to a lot of success in Dallas's secondary and helping the past home. I think that it's a it's a symbiotic relationship, talking about scientists and scientific stuff. Uh, but then secondly, I think it brings somebody back like a Jonathan Hankins. And I say that because if regardless if Leighton Vander Esch leaves, I think it's important to keep that front solidified at the defensive tackle position because we saw how much Hankins improved the play of someone like a Leighton Vander Esch. So if you bring in a rookie linebacker, you develop Damone Clark. I think it's important to have somebody like that 
ease the stress level of your linebackers if Leighton Vander Esch isn't back. And then thirdly, it's almost like a 2A, 2B. I do think LVE coming back is important. His best ball has been William Quinn outside of his rookie season. He was able to stay healthy for the majority of the season. I think we've seen better Leighton Vander Esch down this stretch than we have seen in the previous two seasons. And I don't think that's uh, outside of the fact that it's because of Dan Quinn. So I think as a defensive hole, I would that those are the three guys that I would resign. Tony, I'm going to jump to you. Who are your three guys? You've had plenty of time to simmer and sit on this question. So I expect this to be really good. No pressure or anything. You know, no pressure, but it will be good. And you know what? Because we're here to celebrate Dan Quinn being back here, I'm going to keep it very defensive. And I'll start with my number three. Number three for me is Jonathan Hankins. I mean, we traded for him, and he solidified inside the middle. I mean, there was a lot of questions about this run defense until he came in. And even when he missed time, and things got leaky there. So I think if there's a way to bring Jonathan Hankins back, doesn't have to be, a, a you know, a massive amount of money. Buy him in on, on the scheme, on the system, and how they could use him and need him. I think that's a really good uh, pick up there number two is somebody that i've been banging the drum for and i think we saw the value in him is anthony brown right i don't know if anthony brown is this star all world cornerback but i think having some stability in the in the defensive backfield to go with trayvon diggs we saw the the mismatch you know, everybody trying to make it work in the cornerback room that's what the number one question for this defense was heading into the playoffs i think they found something with israel mukuamu and i think they're going to be able to kind of put him in there and work with him with Deron Bland and stuff. But if there's a way to bring Anthony Brown back, he's healthy and the deal is reasonable. I'd love to see that. And number one, Leighton Van Ash. This kid, like you said, Brandon, is he's having his best years under Dan Quinn. And I think him being the general in the middle of that field and just being a stud out there has been super valuable for this Cowboys team. I think it really is one of the biggest, largest testaments to Dan Quinn and what he's been able to do, because there were a lot of people who are sour on Leighton Vander Esch heading into the year, right? He didn't get his fifth year option picked up. He was on a one year prove it deal. There's a lot of people that didn't think he'd come back. And then it did a 180 where now we're like, Oh my God, Leighton Vander Esch is out. We need him. We need him back in the middle. So if we, for me, that's my number one priority, sign Leighton Vander Esch, and that's no disrespect to anybody else, but it's a Dan Quinn show, so I'm giving Dan Quinn his props, and it's all defensive, guys. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you there and say LVE is my number one. Um, if you watched Girls Talk, Boys Talk this week, we had to do a sales pitch uh, pretending we were talking to Mr. Jerry Jones. And my sales pitch was for LVE. So I'm going with LVE at number one, strictly because you look at his numbers this season. And I want to just remind you, he did not play a full season, guys. Like it's almost insane, right? So this season, he had 90 combined total tackles. Put that in perspective. In 2018, he had 140. So just imagine he played the entirety of the season. There's no doubt in my mind he would have come close to that rookie year. 2019, he had 72. 2020, he had 60. 2021, he had 77. And you can't tell me it's not a coincidence that when Dan Quinn came in, that number skyrocketed from 60 from 2020 to 77 in 2021, and then 90 in 2022, not having played a full season. So again, that's just the regular season. That's not even postseason stats. I mean, postseason, he had, let's see, 20 combined total tackles just within those two games uh, that the Cowboys played in the postseason. And he is just the quarterback of that defense if there is one. He's your guy. You need him on the field. He diagnoses things so quickly. So I'm going to go LVE number one. I'm going to go Dono number two because obviously, I mean, you need Donovan Wilson back on this defense. He is all over the 
to the place. He's more than proven himself. You need him back. And then because y'all all gave defense and I get it. We're on this Dan Quinn party right now. I get it. But I'm going to give props to our guy, Tony Pollard. Get Tony Pollard on a deal. And I'm not saying he's the least important. Obviously, we know we need Tony Pollard. But I'm going to go Tony Pollard for number three. Um, It's just uh, his free agency tracker got a little interesting now with that injury. So we're going to see how that all pans out for him. Still wishing him the best recovery going forward. But I'm going LVE, Dono, TP all day, every day, guys. I love it. And and this is sort of going to be a big picture question, right? Now that Dan Quinn is back, we have expectations. And I think the next question to ask is, what are the expectations for the 2023 defense? He talked about the importance of he, – he was so proud, again, on the – the Peter Schrager post, he mentioned that he was so proud that this defense was able to lead the NFL in takeaways two seasons in a row. He said that didn't happen since the 70s. He's like, they didn't realize how important that was. He's like, I was a young guy back then. He's like, that mattered to me to, to, to do that. So, Tony, I'll start with you and then we'll throw it to close out. What is your expectation now that Dan Quinn is back for this 2020? I think it's, you know, for me, it's it's top five or bust. I think this unit has to be a top five defensive unit. I think um, the rookies that we had mentioned and talked a lot about are going to be more seasoned in their second year in, in the NFL, which, you know, we see a lot of guys make that leap in the second year of their, of their careers um, once they get into that program. But I think building this, and I keep talking about it, like this is Dan Quinn in year three. You know, what he built from year one to year three, we're really going to see the fruits of that. I think there is a nucleus of, I said that word again, there's a nucleus of stars on this defense that you can really uh, hang your hat on, whether it be Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, you know, even Demarcus Lawrence. Um, there's guys that you feel really good about that are bought into this program, bought into Dan Quinn. And um, I think if if you think that we're anything less than top five, I think we might be selling them short because this defense against the 49ers, against Tom Brady, at times against, you know, Minnesota Vikings in this league, uh, there is this defense can be scary good. And I'm really excited to get into the draft coverage because I know Dan Quinn is going to pull out some freak of nature, some big tall cornerback, some big beefy middle linebacker or some type of D tackle. So um, this is going to be a really exciting year. And obviously we didn't get to the final prize, but I think we're chipping away at it. And soon, soon enough, we'll uh, be able to uh, hold that trophy. Dang, you have me pumped up. This is going to be a very long six months ahead. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with Tony. I think top five or bust is a great way to put it. But also, like I said, you went from the 2021-2022 season with that season ending saying, whoa, that defense was 180. I mean, you came off of that Mike Nolan defense the year before, and then you saw this Dan Quinn defense, total 180, and you thought, okay, well, that was really good, but can he do it again? He did it again. So what I want to see is the uh, cohesiveness of not having a drop off from this season to the next. Um, You know, you patch up the things that maybe needed some work throughout the course of the season. Uh, The tackling was something that was really emphasized, but again, at times wasn't perfect. Um, I I think this San Francisco game for the defense really, really showcased that this defense can really put a stop to those yak abilities uh, with those kind of teams, which San Francisco was top of the league for. So uh, honing in on little things, basics like that. And then uh, for me, it's it's uh, working on getting that pass rush back to the top tier that it was. And again, that's really hard when you have teams that have film on you now. They know the secrets, but Dan Quinn has this 
incredible mind and this way of being versatile that is so, so special. So I'm excited to see what his new toolbox is uh, used or what is used from that toolbox. And yeah, let's see what our draft picks will contribute to this team because dang, if Dan Quinn has a say in his coaching staff and these draft picks, oof, guys, that's scary. That is, that is scary. Absolutely scary stuff. But yeah, expectations are no drop off from this season to next, even if you don't or you're not able to contain some of those free agents in this offseason. Uh, you get some great guys in the draft, and then you lock down those free agents, do all the things, go back to the basics, and keep things rolling. I, I totally agree. And I know we've talked about draft and, and Dan Quinn putting his stamp on this team. Uh, I do think that that is something important. And blogging the boys will have a bunch of draft coverage coming up uh, in the next few weeks, few months, as sort of that season uh, you know takes hold. And there's one guy in particular, Emmanuel Forbes Jr. out of Mississippi State. That's somebody who's a tall, lanky corner, really fits the mold of what Dan Quinn's looking, almost like in the Sean Wright type, but he gets his hand on the ball led the team in interceptions and also set the FBS record also for pick sixes. So that's another great thing as well, too, turning turnovers into points. Uh, Tony, before we wrap up, uh, final thoughts on this. You know, again, you could talk about your giddiness. You know, again, I talked about this is like Christmas uh, for me and just how excited I am. But I do liken this to with the dark cloud that was over the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy was a little somber in his post uh, post kind of final press conference with the Cowboys for this season. This sort of brings a little breath of fresh air, a new light, a new energized uh, feeling to the 2023 season. Without a doubt, I, you know, if we're Cowboys fans, I know it's been a tough week. You know, we've been licking our wounds, seeing two of our most hated, you know, rivals playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But ultimately, uh, having Dan Quinn in the fold again, when it really wasn't guaranteed even an hour and a half ago. Right. Just to have that come in and Dan Quinn to say, hey, I'm, I'm riding with you. I built this. I'm here. I'm one of you. Like, this is a good feeling for Cowboys fans. Um, You know, this is something to build on. I don't think people realize how hard it is to. um to have a continued level of success when you're continuously losing offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, head coaches, players in and out. Like every year, you know that the team is going to look different, but be able to have the core of that staff, the core of this team stay and it start with Dan Quinn, who is a high character, well-respected coach in this league. You have nothing but happiness and, and, and well wishes for this team moving forward. Now it's time to get to business. Like we feel good about it. We're here. We did a celebratory round table, but now it's time to get back to work. And I think Dan Quinn would agree with me. Yeah, no, I, I think so too, Tony. And I think part of why that loss stung so much, obviously you know that the Cowboys wanted to win that game. Everyone wanted, well, Cowboys Nation wanted them to win that game. And they had all the keys to do it, right? I mean, it was it was a winnable game. We know that. But I think what made it sting a little bit more was all of these questions going into the offseason, one of which being, is Dan Quinn even going to be back? Uh, what is what is your coaching staff look like? Are you losing both your offensive and defensive coordinator? I mean, there was just so many questions looming. So, um Obviously, it was a tough loss, but it does make me very hopeful going forward that you have Dan Quinn on lock. Again, we don't know what the Kellen Moore situation is going to be like, but regardless, for me, I think when you were prioritizing, if you had to keep just one, who would it be? Uh, we've said it time and time again, Dan Quinn was the guy you needed on lock for this defense to keep it elite because 
when you look back at even the San Francisco game and most of these games, especially when Dak was down, Cooper Rush was in, your defense is what kept you in this season. Um, and same could be said about Brett Maher for a little while there too. But uh, for the most part, your defense is what kept you in this season. It kept it a winning season. And Mike McCarthy has said it time and time again, defense wins Super Bowls. So, um, you know, uh, what I didn't want going into this offseason was to see a decline in the defense that has been just so top tier. And I was so worried that, you know, anybody else that came in wouldn't be able to replicate this Dan Quinn kingdom that has been built on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. So glad we don't have to worry about that. And LOL at the Cardinals for thinking they had a chance. So uh, how does it feel, Cardinals? I'm, I'm so sorry. He is staying with us. You can't have him. Don't even look at him. Dan Quinn is staying in Dallas as he absolutely should. And I'm just so happy for Dan Quinn making a decision that makes him happy. We love that for Dan Quinn. Just brought up Brett Maher's name. And just like New Jersey native, which I... I am. Uh, Charlie Puth has, has said in his song, we don't talk anymore about him, but what we have been talking about this whole time is uh, Dan Quinn is back for the 2023 season. For anybody who's just joining right now, this podcast will be up on the Blog and the Boys podcast network on YouTube, so please, you know, Take a look, check that out. Uh, we definitely had a great conversation about what this means, not only for the Cowboys right now, but moving forward as they turn the page, looking to the 2023 season. Uh, Tony Catalina, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Tony underscore ta uh, Catalina. Uh, Jess Navarez, as always, my co-host from the Writer's Block. And you can actually tune into Tony on the First and Ten podcast. I'm sure this, you guys are going to be talking about this uh, in full detail as well. But you can follow Jess on Twitter at, at Navarez underscore. I am Brandon Laurie. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Brandon is right. And that is W-R-I-T-E. Once again, Dan Quinn back for the 2023 season. We're all excited, and you know we'll see what happens on the offensive side. But for right now, the defense is solidified, and we're all happy about that. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.